Welcome to the Fresh Delivery Show, a show about anything and everything and all that you need to know about pop culture, current events, relationships, social justice, mental, physical, emotional health, travel, music, reviews, and entertainment. And it features candid conversations with co-hosts and audience. If this is your first time checking us out, you can download us on the Anchor app. But now you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and now Spotify. I am your host with the most. I am the Shaolin Fantastic. The Fox is back. What it do, baby? It's the Grand Booba. Yo, it's the coolest dad you know, the Cotton Man. <laughs> and we got two special guests coming from out of town. We have Jane Caldwell and Quincy Hewitt. How are y'all ladies doing? We are good. Thank you. Thanks so, for having us. Hey, thanks for coming on the show. So real yeah. quick, so for the listeners out there, they are not from here. Where, where are y'all at right now? Tell us about it. <laughs> We're in Thailand. Um, specifically in Hua Hin, which is a beach town about south, uh, three hours south of Bangkok. Well, you said it's the beach area? Yeah. yeah. So here, here's a quick question. This is random off topic. Do y'all eat seafood? Yes. yes. All right, so the last time I went to Thailand, I'm not like a very big guy, but I got like big arms. So like I had a lobster like the size of my arm. It was like <laughs> 30 American dollars. Is it like the same price still over there? Yeah, if not cheaper. I took Quincy to the markets the other day, and there was a prawn, uh, what do they call it? Shrimp, prawn or shrimp, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, like the size of her hand. Oh, the tiger it's shrimp? <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Man. <laughs> okay, so for the listeners out there, Jane Caldwell and Quincy Hewitt, retired football players of the LFL, which is the Legends Football League, formerly known as the Lingerie Football League. Um, they originally started out in Australia. Jane is a quarterback, been named by respected players as she's up there with the Aphrodite goddess. She played for the Chicago Bliss and the Qu- Queensland Brigade, won a championship against the uh, Austin Acoustics, and recognized as the league's best running quarterback. Jane holds the record for the longest rushing touchdown of 49 yards. Nice, that's, nice. That's impressive. impressive. Nice. That's like, a, that's like a 4 4 40. Quincy. Out. Was a tight end, yeah. right? Tight end. Tight end. Yeah. Tight end. The Chicago Bliss. She plays cornerback for the Los Angeles Temptation. 5'8, 158 pow, is a force to be reckoned with on the field. She's also known as a sexy version of the Why'd you put a weight out there? Yeah, that's that. It's that. No, she's, she's, she's an athlete. That's a good. That's a good. Man, that's good proportion. No, that tells me as a man, like if she's gonna hit my ass. This shit's gonna hurt. She don't want. And on top of that, she's a tight end. <laughs> she's she, tall. She's Watch a tight end. She'll run you tall. over. Yeah, oh, she lowered that shoulder. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Lord. Mm-hmm. But it's also n- known for your football, but also you have a company called Athletes for Athletes. Tell us about that real briefly. Okay, so we retired from football at the end of last year. We won the championship and we went undefeated. Um, And we thought that was a good time to... Oh, thank you. Yeah, great time. That was was a massive thing for us. And that was kind of the highest we could go in our football careers, winning Mm. the national championship in America. But we knew that there was like so much more, like it's not the highest we could go in life and that we needed to take that next step into the next phase. And as you know, female athletes, they don't get a lot of support. They don't get a lot of money playing in their careers. So we were struggling for a really long time to keep our dreams alive. Like we didn't get paid to play. We um, obviously all of our expenses got paid for by the league, but outside of that, we had to create our own income and it was really hard with our schedules, practice, trainings, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So we were kind of just done with that struggling life. Yeah. First, just so, to say that 
you went undefeated and you got a chip <laughs> and then you retired. That's like Michael Jordan status right there. Yeah. That's like that's yeah, how you're supposed to like do you it. You guys dominated the football league hands down. Left the league, very close friends. I'm assuming best friends. Started your yes. own business, an international business. So, um, yeah. what kind of clients do you usually uh, do you reach out to first? You go for like NBA players. You go for soccer players. Go NFL, or is it like people? Anybody? Just, yeah. Yeah. So we don't reach out to anyone. All of our clients come to us and we work with all kinds of athletes. So we have an, an online business that teaches digital marketing. And what we teach is like we have a story and our story is that we were athletes and we transitioned into life after sport. And it was really hard, like because our identity was athletes. And, you know, we went through the depression. We went through that identity crisis. We went through that feeling of being lost. You know, you're part of a team your whole life. And then you go out into the real world and you're by yourself you have no one telling you what to do what the next step is and it's really daunting and we were fortunate that we had each other and we we knew that we wanted to work online because we love traveling we love training and hanging out with our friends and we didn't want to go to the nine to five so mm-hmm. so we found a way to make money online um which is very education based and we're really fortunate that we then decided that our market and our people that we wanted to help uh, uh, we're athletes. And so we put that message out online and that is our business and that is our brand and athletes who resonate with our story, athletes who feel the way that we felt mm-hmm. come to us and then we show them what we do. And if it's for them, that's really cool. They come into our environment. And if not, we, you know, support them any way we can and they can go off and do whatever it is that they're passionate about. But it is all athletes. Yeah. Whether you're a current athlete or retired, we work with injured athletes. We've got pro national, NFL, NBA, minor league baseball, um, Australian athletes, athletes in Asia. So all kinds of athletes. Yeah, it's really cool. You said that they all come to you. Do you guys ever turn Mm -hmm. anyone away? because of some red flags or warning signs that maybe (laughs) we do have a process when someone comes to us they're obviously learning about us and what we do and we're learning about them we want to know who you are what your current situation is what your story is and most importantly what you actually want to achieve and why and obviously in that process we, we do vet and qualify everyone that comes to us before we jump on a call with them. Yeah. So we want to make sure that they're serious and that they're motivated, they're willing to work hard. Um, and yeah, and so far we haven't turned anyone away. You know, like I'm not going to turn away someone that wants our help. That wants our help. But obviously, that you know, if we're going to show up for you, then you got to show up for yourself as well. So like it's a business and we're going to show you a way to set yourself up for life and create a, like an actual business online that carries throughout. So you need to have the drive and the motivation to want yeah. to do that. And in that process, we help you become the best version of yourself. And that's kind of what I was, um, a follow, a good follow up question are, what are some good characteristics or indicators that they would, that an athlete, a former athlete, I mean, I feel like you're an athlete for life, but a former yeah. professional athlete would be a successful, you know, have a successful post career. What are yeah, some well, indicators? Yeah, a lot of characteristics that translate over from sport is like their work ethic. You know, athletes have a very good work ethic. They're persistent. Um, They're very motivated. Um, And they often work towards a dream that is very 
only a small amount of people can see or achieve, but athletes have this drive and ambition and they show up consistently for something that is really hard to achieve. And in the entrepreneurial world, it's the same thing. Like the, the number of people that create true success in the entrepreneurial world, you have to show up and you have to be consistent and you get knocked down and not everyone makes it to the top. And so Mm -hmm. those core characteristics and those core values that athletes have to, to get to those higher levels are all things that translate into business. So, um, yeah, like not giving up, like believing in yourself and constantly striving, you know, in the athlete world, you're building your body and your mindset. And in the business world, it's the same thing. It's growing your mindset, growing your skill set in business. So, you know, we can teach you all the fundamental stuff about business, but you got to come with that drive and that, that passion. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, I, first of all, I really appreciate, you know, uh, everything you ladies have done, um, everything you ladies are doing for athletes. I have a lot of friends who are professional athletes, um, basketball, a couple football, and, um, you know, I know they definitely would have appreciated your, your speech, uh, your, your, your services, but, um, I did do some research. Um, there's another gentleman who kind of does, uh, financial, uh, assistance or literacy for other athletes. His name is Jared Dudley. He was a former NBA player, but he gave me some numbers. He said, uh, about 60% of NBA players go broke, uh, five years after mm-hmm. their career. And, uh, it's even worse for NFL players. I think close to uh, 80%. So I guess what is the biggest uh, lesson that you teach your clients that would help decrease those numbers? Like what's the biggest thing that athletes come with that you're like, you know what, we see this all the time and this is kind of what we want to shy away from. Yeah. So a lot of athletes, when they make or come into a lot of money, they focus on things and materialistic things that are liabilities and they don't focus enough on assets that continue making them money. Mm -hmm. So the reason a lot of athletes go broke is because they don't have that financial educational mindset to help help like invest that money and multiply that money and therefore maintain the money. Mm. So they love to spend it on things that aren't making them money. And right. so that's what we like to focus on, on assets that can make you money rather than liabilities. Awesome. And yeah, financial education is huge. I think that, and, and, and that's not just for athletes, that's for everyone. everyone. Right. You know what I mean? Like, everyone has the ability to make a lot of money. Like, especially now with the internet, the playing field is leveled. You don't have to have any special qualifications or be, you know, have any massive amounts of wealth to get in and create an income online. But having the income coming in is cool, but being able to, you know, like she said, make it grow and like sustain it. Right. skill yeah and um people don't enough they don't put enough time and money into themselves and education is one of your, your biggest assets and investing in your self-development and self-growth is like the most important thing and a lot of people um neglect that yeah so just to follow up um so what i guess you know obviously you said financial literacy is one um but what do you usually see as another like other big challenges that that the athletes see you know like a family um, you know, they're always asking for money, uh, bad business ventures like restaurants or things like that, 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 that they may not have experience in running. So what are some other like factors that you kind of tell these athletes to stay away from? Because if I, you know, let's say I'm an athlete and I come to you and say, hey, you know, a restaurant is a great idea. So like, you know, but, but that's not necessarily the best use of their money. Can, can you kind of speak on that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, everyone comes to us with a different goal desire dream and like it's not for us to tell them because if they're passionate about that and they believe that they can do it I think they just need to look at the numbers and really 
your return on your investment is yeah. super smart. What we specialize is in the online space. So I wouldn't, um, we're not um, qualified to give people advice on traditional business. We know online business, we know the fastest route to build a solid online business and something that you can leverage and scale. Um, so I think it's just it's yeah, individual and, case And by we case. do talk about online versus traditional business. You know, that with traditional business, there's a lot of overhead, there's, you know, run costs, um, a lot more to get involved. Whereas in the online space, it's less risk. And that's why we prefer athletes to explore that option because your investment is a lot lower and you don't have as many run costs. Yeah. Your overheads right. are like really way down. Really low. Right. Right. Thank you. Yeah. So l- let me ask you this. So you, you've played, how long was your professional career in uh, football by any chance? I played five seasons in the LFL, one year in Australia and four years in the States. Wow. And you? I did so, so in saying that, I did have one, uh, just one last question. Uh, as you guys mm-hmm. know, Andrew Luck just just retired, you know, from the yeah, NFL yeah. with with injuries. And I know a lot of people, um, you know, they say that you know women's football is soft, it's powder puff. It's that. So just from an athlete standpoint, can you just talk about like the physical toll? on your bodies that you guys kind of endured over your five seasons. I mean, you called it quits after five years. So it's like outside the money, was it like the, the, the physical aspect of it that was kind of wearing on you or can you kind of just talk about relating to Andrew Luck in that sense? Yeah, of course. Well, we play, obviously, I don't know if you guys have seen our uniform, but we're not as covered up and we're not as protected as the athletes in the NFL. We also play in an arena with um, like borders and Mm. turf on top of cement. So when we get hit into the ground, it feels like we're getting hit into the ground. Like concrete. Yeah, it's it's very painful. And Um, it burns. Yeah, and we also wear the hockey helmets. So I've actually had two concussions in my playing career, and I feel like it's because of the gear and the like the the equipment that we're given. It's not as sufficient as good as yeah. Well, didn't they ban? Didn't they ban AstroTurf when uh, what's her name, Sydney Larue? Yeah, but Got turf that. still hurts, dog. Yeah, you I know. I definitely yeah. that joint. It's, it's like a carpet not, burn. Yeah, nah, it's it's not, that joint is like a ground. Like, yeah. so go, going going back to my question. So you know, he asked about you know. How's it relevant to an athlete when when they actually get hurt and what happens after that? So, during that time before you decided to retire, and you mentioned that you know, you 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 didn't make a lot of money, but did you have someone there kind of guiding you through that process, or is that something you kind of picked up towards the end and you realize like, hey, we need more, we need a we need to build our brand, you know, like who I am as a person. Yeah, no, we had no one. And do you know what? That's something that we're super passionate about because we want to be the people that we needed when we retired because yeah. you you finish up and then there's so many different options. And a lot of people, you know, you go to networking events and you talk to people and people say, oh, you guys would be good at this. Yeah, you're, you're in a room with all these rich people giving you advice, but who's actually giving you a blueprint to help you succeed? Like no right. one gives you the actual steps. Like, hey, this is what you want to do. This is the first step. This is the second step. Let me hold your hand. I'm going to walk you through it. I'm going to support you through this process. Yeah. So we, we created this. The environment and the movement and what we're so passionate about within the company is bringing people in to a space where they feel like they know what to do. Like they're part of a community of people who feel the exact same way that they do going through that transition. Um, there is a platform, they're learning the education, but they're implementing, you know, they can fail, but in a safe environment. Cause that next step, you know, you don't want to make the wrong next step. You know, that's the biggest make fear is like, move, your best move. Yeah, like I'm going to invest, and and you know you you call yourself an athlete your whole life. So then mm-hmm. to then go and say I'm an entrepreneur is 
it doesn't sit right because you're like, I haven't put in the years. I haven't done anything. And it's like, no, like when you started being an athlete, you knew nothing, but you're still an athlete. And then you became a professional athlete. And it's the same with business. You start at the bottom and you make mistakes and you learn along the way. And the environment that we have means that you kind of in a safe space to do that. And you don't have to do it alone. Like how we did it. Yeah. And and then you get to that pro level. And you said that most of the, uh, your clients come to you, um, do you ever reach out to current athletes or have an opportunity to kind of put your name out there with athletes that are currently still practicing and playing and professional? Yeah, so, are, yeah, so over our years playing, we um, we trained at a lot of different sports performance gyms. Like when we're in LA, we trained at Proactive. In Chicago, we play, uh, trained at EFT Sports Performance. So we made a lot of athlete contacts while we were playing mm-hmm. um, who were still in the league and quite high profile. So when we were starting out Athletes for Athletes, we wanted to do a big social media push and for more athletes to know about us. So we did reach out to them to give us a shout out or post us on their story or their page and mm-hmm. just like help us get the name out there. And yeah. keep and you in mind are, when it's time yeah yeah exactly the more people that are aware of it because maybe it's not right for them right now but it could be right for them and as an athlete things can change we just spoke with a really incredible athlete who has been injured like and had a season injuring uh season injury (laughs) oh that one took a bit to come out um and so those are the type of people because those are specifically like they're in that hurt locker it's like come unexpectedly um and so being able to talk to them and let them know what we're doing and let them know that we're here for them like that's super cool but we wouldn't just reach out to random athletes and offer them our service at the end of the day we go online and we follow other people's journeys and if they see what we're doing we have a lot of athletes following us on our athletic athletes for athletes official instagram um and if it's not for them right now then they can continue to watch our journey because we're mm-hmm. always going to show up and then if it's for them down the track then it's great yeah now since your business is predominantly online based right so let's say you meet with a client do you ever fly out and kind of check on them pretty often like i'm sure <laughs> like we all hear stories that athletes make some dumb purchases sometimes like i mean like shaquille o'neal when he first got drafted by the magic he blew, what was it, like $5 million in two hours or something like that? Yeah, something crazy. Like he bought every one of Ben's, and then he bought, like, jewelry, then he bought clothes, and then at the end, he didn't realize he owed so much money in taxes because he yeah. didn't take out a cut for taxes. <clears throat> and and so, like, yeah. my, my day job, I'm an educator, and, and a lot of times when I speak to the kids, and, you know, like, one of a warm-up question would be like, you know, what would happen if you won $350 million, you know, from, like, a lottery or something? What would you do? Most typical people say, oh, I'll spend or I'll put money away. I always feel like the smartest thing to do is to get a financial lawyer or like a financial advisor. In this situation, it would be y'all. So um, mm-hmm. when when what kind of purchases have you like seen from your like, I guess, clients or even your peers? And you just look and you're like, damn, what the hell are you doing? Like what kind of what kind <laughs> yeah. of outrageous purchases have you seen? <laughs> well, I mean, we don't get too involved with what they're buying outside of what we're doing because, yeah, yeah for athletes at the end of the day, like, we're not financial advisors either. Like, okay. we stay in our lane, which is we teach them how to build an online business mm, and create an right. income gotcha. through this branding so for us like their financial stuff like that like what they spend their money on like that's up to them I mean obviously we could like if they came to us and asked us for our advice on something like that we would be like you, you know like what are you what are your goals where do you want to be is that in line with your goals is that going to get you closer to it if not then it's a no um stuff like that but I think the financial stuff we we kind of it's up to them how they 
It'd be more like an opinion, that. not advice. Not advice. Yeah, we yeah. said that at the end of the day, there's so many people out there now giving opinions, especially mm-hmm. like uneducated or you know, you, for us, like we're not going to tell you to do something if we haven't done it ourselves or had success ourselves or you know, really know. Like it's not our place to be giving people advice on stuff like that. Like we're really clear on what we do and like how we can help them. And also as well, if someone comes to us and they said like you know, we want X, Y, Z and Jane and I don't know how to do it. We're really um, going to be open and be like, Hey, look, and we're going to find someone who does because on top of the education and the helping athletes make an income outside, there's so many different avenues that we've got with this and it's going to grow with the real estate, um, the CBD industry, there's like, there's so many training, other industries, training, yeah. um, public speaking, like the athletes can do, but we always source an expert. Like we're not going to try and we don't, we can't know everything. Pretend like we're right. an expert in everything. Right. Yeah. Cause otherwise you're an expert in nothing. If you know, you know, if you're trying yeah, to, yeah, if you're a Jack of all trades, you're a master of none. So <laughs> yep. facts. that is facts indeed. Um, I just had a quick question. So circling back to Andrew Luck, let's say he needed help, you know, navigating his life after sport. How would you go about doing that? If he were to come up to you guys and say, Hey, you know, I need help. I just you know, got injured. I just got injured. <laughs> I suffered last, multiple sorry. injuries and such. How yeah. would he go about, yeah. uh, you know, navigating his life after sport? Well, we would take him through the same process that we take, take all of our athletes through. So we sat down and we fine-tuned our process on how we get to know our athletes, what they want to achieve. What they want to achieve is like the first thing. So mm-hmm. like the first conversation that we would have with them is what do you want? Because most people, what they want and what they think society they should be doing are two different things. So just getting clear on that and why they want it, like what why they want to achieve what's his motivation you know all of that because once we're clear on that then we can take people through the same process whether you're a pro athlete or an amateur athlete or anything in between you go through this really structured process and And we want to make sure that you spend so obviously he spent all these years playing football we want to make sure that these next years of his life he's actually doing something he's really passionate about and he didn't get the time to do while he was playing football so, you know, our time is that precious and we want him to utilize it the best way that he can. Yeah. So just getting clear on, you know, what it is that he wants to do, what he wants to achieve and like the fastest way for us to, to help make him it have that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's interesting that you mentioned that you also work with amateur athletes. I'm wondering, do you work with um, collegiate athletes that did really well, but they didn't necessarily have either a platform? Like I'm thinking female athletes that didn't necessarily go to the Olympics, but were really high profile in college. They did NCAAs and um, things like that, but um, there was no professional outlet necessarily for them. Do you guys take on kind of people that have that mindset, that have that experience, but would like to translate their former athletic experience into something? um, Need more girl power. Adventure. I agree with that too. Love helping female athletes. Love it. And that is such a huge, huge, because the number of athletes that go through college and have been training towards being a professional athlete their whole life and then that dream isn't realized after college, that's a huge, huge market of people that, and often when they go through college, they study something that they aren't super passionate about because all they're focused on is their sport. And then they come out at the end of the qualification or a degree that they don't want to actually utilize. And it's Mm -hmm. like, what's next? Like that's a huge market. And we love work with athletes. Um, You know what? The people that 
like come through and they didn't quite get their shot to shine, they're actually hungry and they're more motivated to be successful and find what it is that they're passionate about and step into that next phase of their life. So I love working with athletes like that because that motivation and that drive, like, that like how hungry they are, mm-hmm. oh, it's so good. It's that energy to be around. It's just really, it's awesome. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, go. No, I was thinking that I know the cotton man had mentioned something about um, dif- uh, dispar- differences between men and women and their resiliency. Oh, no, I think women <laughs> are a lot literate. more financially literate than men. I think uh, yeah, that's just my I opinion. With that. I think there's a lot better. So do you see, you know, and that's just my perception, but is that something you kind of see? Like you have a lot more female athletes who have a little bit more financial literacy and a plan as opposed to... Because they ain't making as much. Because they're not making as much. So they have to get kind of creative with it as opposed to the male athletes with the tons of money. It's like, I don't know what I want to do. Yeah, like, yeah. Male athletes, like, okay, I'm just getting, you know, this is the ugly truth. They get handed up things a lot easier than female athletes. Like, we have to work a lot harder for a lot less. And I see that so much. And women athletes are more tenacious and they're more driven. And, you know, they're going to really go out there and get what they want no matter what. Like, they're not going to let anyone tell them otherwise. They make it happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you... This is something that we, uh, like when someone says to us, like, I can't do it, I don't have the money. It's like, no, we call bullshit on that because we were unpaid athletes. We lived overseas. We struggled, like literally paying for our rent and our food. And like We didn't know how we were going to pay our rent each month, each but we month, made it happen. We made it happen. Month. And then when we stopped, we started our business and, you know, the investment we had to piece it together from like five different ways because we didn't have someone, we couldn't go out and get a loan because we didn't have any financial like records. We couldn't (laughs) but like do, we couldn't, we didn't have any savings, but like we knew that we wanted to do it. So we just made it happen. So it's just one of those things. I think if you want to do something and you believe in yourself and you're ready to go all in, like females especially, yeah, you, they'll make it happen. You make it happen. Whereas the male athletes, they like to be handheld a little bit more, whereas female athletes are independent. <laughs> so like, true. Especially those college uh, male athletes. They're <laughs> superstars in college. You know, they get this inflated sense of, yeah. you know, the, the, the program that they went through and how um, the fans and the boosters and stuff treat yeah. them. Whereas, you know, female athletes, we don't get that as much. We have to get it ourselves. They, they do that in high school. Yeah. yeah. High school with the high profile kids. Like I coach yeah. basketball and I see how they treat like the superstar kids. It's, it's pretty extravagant. Very, very Yeah, and it's actually detrimental to their future yep. because, you know, if they're a superstar in high school, they're a superstar in college, they get to the NFL, they get a reality check. Yep. They're not that superstar anymore. They have to do things for themselves. Mm-hmm. They actually, it's a very tough transition and we've speak, spoken to a lot of athletes about this that it's happened to. Yep. And the, the how they were treated in high school and college and to, you know, how they are in life now. It's just it's very detrimental. It's like detrimental. a false economy. Like, they yeah. believe this is how it is, but yeah. the real world, like, that's not how right. it is. Right. And then you get right. into an NFL right. team, you get the number, you got guys ahead of you who are veterans, and then yeah. you're like... You have more on the line. they got to take care of their families. You know, like, there's a lot more on the line for those athletes. And, like, no one's giving you a free lunch anymore, and it's no. kind of like... Yeah, oh, big fish to the small fish. In the They're pie. not getting cutie pie points anymore. No. they got to do <laughs> the real work. So let me, let me <laughs> ask you this. Playing in Australia, right, and then playing in America, who's harder? Who's comp- which competition's harder? Um. Okay. Uh oh. Phys- physically, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Australian athletes are very skillful. 
Um, they will go hard in anything. They have a very um, good sportsmanship, very hard work ethic. But we didn't grow up with the sport. We didn't grow up with football, um, American football. So coming over to the States, a lot more girls were had more football intelligence and they were just smarter about how they played the game. So you had to be more strategic. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Australia, it was just whoever hit it the was, hardest. Yeah. You know, like you mm-hmm. could out, like it's physical it's in Australia, right. whereas in environmental, if that makes so sense. So how did yeah. you, how did you um, get into watching football? Did you have like a favorite team growing up? You know, did you watch the NFL? Or how did you learn um, about well, football? My dad, he did a lot of, he's, um, he was a fisherman and he's into the seafood industry. So he did a lot of work in Seattle and Boston. Oh, so he used to have yeah. the channel, like the Boston seafood show. That was something he attended every single year. Nice. So he loved like into a Patriots game and Seattle game. So he was the one that brought that into my life at a young age, but I wasn't really interested. I was okay. like, dad, I don't want triple with you. Like this is lame. And then <laughs> a couple of years later, someone came to me, hey, you want to play American football? And I was like, oh, this is my, what my dad used to watch. So I gave it a go and then I fell in love with it. And I was like, I should have listened to him a couple years ago. Right, get some strategy. And and I'm sure your dad is living vicariously through you because he introduced you to football. So that's really awesome. Yeah, he's my biggest fan. Yeah, he's our number one supporter. He knows everything about a game. Like I play tight end, but in our league is seven on seven. So you're basically an O lineman that's Mm -hmm. eligible. Uh, And you're eligible. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I'm from Jane's blind side, so I know that at the end of every game, Shane Corbell's going to be like, Quincy, did you miss this block? I'm going, to i sorry. So I take it as you guys played Ironman football, meaning you guys played both sides of the ball, correct? Uh, no, they don't allow me to play defense, but mm-hmm. a lot of players do play yeah. offense and defense. You yeah. can play. They only travel with 14 girls, so seven offense, seven defense. Mm-hmm. So if someone okay, goes down... Sense. Obviously, someone has to play Seven. both ways, and then obviously, you've got someone who's really skillful and it's against a harder team, yeah. they might play someone both ways. And each team, they only get 20 contracts, so 20 girls. So, if you're someone that can play both sides of the ball, you're more likely to get a contract than someone that can only play one side of the oh, ball. Wow. Oh, how, long, how long is the season for LFL? Uh, it goes from April to September. Mm, that's pretty okay. long. That is pretty long. Yeah, yeah, it is long, but the thing is, they only play one game a weekend. So, like Seattle versus Chicago, and then it might be like three weeks before you play again, okay. which kind of. Like, and our biggest gap, I think, we had was a month and a half. Oh wow. yeah, so yeah, that's geez. kind of a big yeah, gap. That's a huge. That's yeah. a long yeah. buy. The downtime. Exactly, and you kind of you get into a flow because like our first two games might be two weeks apart, so you get into a flow. Then you have this huge gap, and then it's kind of like starting over again. Uh, and yeah. You know, it's, yeah, I mean yeah. the the break is nice because we're so hurt after every game, but. I like the flow. I love... And I feel like your body... Like, when I grew up, I was playing rugby. And if you're playing a rugby game every Mm -hmm. single week, that first game or two, you feel like you've been in a car accident. Your body is so sore. And then it adapts. And every week, you're not as sore, you're not as sore, you're not as sore. But you just have a big gap. It's like you go back to that car, like that whiplash, like, oh, my God. like It's like you have to restart it all over again because your body never gets into a rhythm. Absolutely, yeah. The momentum. Yeah, football is... I always tell people this because I played too in high school... Um, um, I tell them it's like getting into a car and you're getting into an accident over and over and over again. Wait, what yeah. side of the bar are you? If you I just play, wait, I'm not going to wait for a car to hit me. Well, I mean, if I'm on offense, <laughs> then I'm running you over. So it's kind of like me driving a Mack truck and I'm just like yeah. ramming you through. Anyway, yeah. do you ladies have any? 
right. Okay, there goes PG. Right. Do you ladies have any NFL players that you guys like watching in particular? Or like try to, you know, you know, you try to catch their games like when they're on TV or is there anyone in particular? Yeah, I like watching quarterbacks because I am like I was a quarterback. So I really, really love watching Tom Brady, but his style of play is not my style of play because I throw and run, whereas he's a, you know, traditional pocket passer. Mm. But I just love his leadership and his football intelligence and how he approaches each game. Like, I just love his work ethic. But I also like watching quarterbacks who are more like my style. So I love watching Deshaun Watson, Cam mm. Newton, um, Tyrod Taylor. Okay. Those kinds of quarterbacks who run and pass. So you were RG3 fan, that means at one point. That one season only. Hey, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but she's like, who? Um, she's like, like, yeah, yeah. That, the guy that, that the guy that yeah. needs help right now. You yeah. left out. You left out a quarterback that's really hot right now in the league, and that and his name is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, he's great. I love. I like watching Patrick yeah. Mahomes. RG three was but a flash in the pan. Man, we all stop hating. <laughs> well, mm. before we get to real quick, name your top three quarterbacks of all time. Like your favorite. Of all time, like to watch or anything, like who you think is like the goat? The goat. Okay, I love Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Those are like my top two to watch. Um, and then third, oh, it's a tough one. Um, I'm gonna have to throw Cam in there because I love his swag. Really? He's Over Drew so Brees. What yeah. about his Drew outfits nice. post game? What about his post game outfits? Yeah. Does his fashion? You know, does his, his fashion, fashion go into that like? <laughs> Um, I actually do like his fashion. Like, he's a bit you know, of a he's out He looks like an old black it. woman. <laughs> he do. <laughs> that he like an old black woman. That he do. He be having the scarf on. The hey, he be having the robe. Like, oh no, I'm cold. Head <laughs> scarf, right? And yeah. a purse. And a purse. Foxtail. No, yeah. oh, he definitely looks like he an old black, foxtail. like an old black lady after church. So Jane, I have a question. Can you? Oh, we've got Quincy. Oh, I'm sorry. Who, who are your like top three favorite <laughs> uh, football players of all time? Like any position. Any position for you. I don't have any, I don't have a favorite. I'm not like a. I don't have any specific players. I know a lot of players. Like I've got friends that I like watching their games, and I go for the Bears. That's my team. Okay. Um, I don't have any. Do you know what's so funny? This is a funny story. When mm-hmm. I first learned, like someone approached me about playing too. They're like, you know, you look like you'd be good at playing American football, and I was like, I don't even know what American football is. Um, and then they were like, so I started playing for like a local team before the LFL came out and they're like, you know, you got to pick your team. And the only player that I knew was Reggie Bush because he dated Kim Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. See, that's, know, it counts. It counts. The, it counts. No, that, that, the Hollywood aspect counts. That's why Lonzo Ball, that social media aspect, it's not always about who's, that's true. you know, like really it's, good. it's, it's, it's yeah. all about exposure. Who was the dude that Kim yeah. Kardashian dated? Chris from? Humphreys. Yeah, how'd yeah. you know? Because nobody <laughs> no ever one knows remembers. No one knows that. No one ever remembers his 72 name. Seventy-two days. Or something. I remember. I remember. <laughs> Lamar's we career remember. got ended. We remember. too much Hollywood for Lamar. Yeah, he. Could. Yeah. So really quick, Jane, um, could you give me a play call? If I was under center right now, your like, favorite what, play? How about your, that? Your, your favorite, favorite play, play? Your favorite play that you're like, call. yo, this is money every time. Um, my favorite play, okay, money every time is hmm, trips left, cowboy right. Oh, that's oh, a that's a yeah. pass play. That's a, so it's naughty. Action, it's a player pass. Um, and Quincy actually chips the DN and sneaks out the back, and it's mm-hmm. trips left and cowboy right. So she's she going past, out. and you usually when we're left, the backside corner will always blitz, oh, and that's yeah. exactly yeah. what. 
back behind that corner and I just pop it over to her. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Nice. I feel like that's what the so, Eagles ran. It's we'd love to Super see Bowl that. I'd love yeah, to see that. Yeah, it's kind of. It's kind of like It's that, that Eagles like Super Bowl winning play. It's like, kind of like that, that throwback. It's, yeah. it's a very common play in football though. Yeah. You know, trips like, left, cowboy wide, but it's money. also the verbiage. Yeah. The verbiage changes. That's tight. Yeah. Our offense was very simplified, you know, because yeah. if you overcomplicate things, it's just not necessary. Or We're fun. seven on seven. Huh? Or fun, like if you overcomplicate, just go out there and play. Sometimes go slang the rock. Yeah. It's like two mechanics. It's like a helicopter parent. Like you have to do this X Y Z, and that's it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. damn. And then you're not exposing your talent. At that uh, point. You're not. You're not. You're not. Exactly. Yeah, like keeping stuff in the banker when you really need it. And if you do the fundamentals right and you do it solid, then it works. And right. I think sometimes if you try and be too tricky and too snazzy and then you end up just like just like putting yourself back rather than like you know tricking the other side yeah but our coach he um he's won the most championships in the lfl and he's known as the bill belichick of the lfl oh, oh. Um, yeah okay. he's very good at utilizing his players strengths and tailoring our offense to our strengths and because i remember when i first came to a team in the states they had tailored um the offense to a different quarterback and it wasn't really my style and i couldn't really fit into it whereas my head coach in chicago he really understood like what my strengths were and he tailored the offense to that and i think that's really important is like working to your players strengths Mm -hmm. what do you think is the biggest misconception when you guys talk to males about that when you tell males like hey yeah I, i play professional football What's kind of something that the first thing that they say, it's like, nah, actually, we really do do this. So, like, what's a common misconception that they have? They ask us, is that powder puff? Oh. Wow. So sexist. (laughs) (laughs) Shame on them. They always genuinely ask, like, is it full contact? That's the first question. Yeah. Mm. What other football is there that's not full contact? Well, there's rugby. Rugby is the closest... Rugby is still full contact. Touch, flag, well, flag football, touch. Yeah. I mean, dog, you, touch. Touch. you, you play any level of football, you're going to get some contact. Yeah. I, I, yeah. But I've seen flag football, the blocking, it's still pretty hard. Yeah. The only thing is you're just grabbing. That's what I mean. Like, what other, you can well, still get hit in flag football. Yeah. Look, yeah. I play two-hand touch every Sunday. You and can I get still, hit in two-hand touch. I still get hit. So. Yeah. yeah, there's contact. Man, How nah, do my... you guys feel about um, women that may want to play in the NFL? Um, do you have any personal opinions about the safety of women? Not to say that women can't do anything that we want to, because we can, but are there inherent risks that maybe you feel like it's not necessarily the same? It's not a level playing field. Yeah, well, I feel like more power to any woman that wants to give it a go, but right. at the same time, you know, we got to be realistic about the the different body types. Wow. The right. Yeah, just by factors um and if i can get hit and get a concussion getting hit by a female imagine when a female gets hit by a male going 110 exactly it's, yeah. uh, so i would say it's like very position specific yeah and you can't expect them to go easier on you you know what i mean if anything like it, i don't know i just yeah and that's not and fair saw, going easier yeah, on you I, guys there's no equity yeah, exactly. i mean yeah asking an athlete to pull up or go easy is well, like it's like rigged He's that. not going to do that. He's going to survive as well. So he's going to yeah. go 100%, 100%. Like, this, isn't, this is a proper league and this is their livelihood. Right. Yeah. And as well, like, you know, if you're female size going against these big linemen, 300 pound guys, like, 
if they hit you, I just don't think you're getting up from there. You know, how many yeah. hits can you take? I mean, there's men who don't get up, up from, from it. Yeah. yeah, so exactly. like, there's you know what I'm saying? Even like, even ouch. with the rule changes, yeah. there's it's equal like, sized I'm men cool. who get hit and be like, oh. Yeah. yeah, I'm all for female empowerment, but there are just some things that you know aren't worth the risk. Not- yeah, it's just different. I agree. I agree. That Kali Lloyd got a contract to kick in a preseason mm-hmm. game. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. I read about that. I read yeah. about that. Like that. Like, oh, I would love to see that. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, she she would be a target. Unfortunately, like, you know, I was just reading like on Twitter and stuff. You know, what I'm saying some like you had a lot of NFL players were like, well, you know, if that kick got blocked, you know, what I'm saying then I'm coming. You know, what I'm saying there's yeah. just dudes who were like. Like it's more than just kicking. It's more than. But yeah, I would like to see it. I think you know. We have the, the, the there's a woman who's playing D one football. She's yeah. Play, she plays yeah. corner safety. She plays safety. I forgot her name, but you know what I'm saying. I'm gonna be looking out for her this college season. We just. I know we were. You know. I so I mean, yeah. the, like you said, there are certain positions. Like obviously, you know, I I don't know too many women who are gonna play like offensive line or D line. But I mean, there's women who could play safety. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cuz there's 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 little ass wide receivers 58 175 Wet. 160 <laughs> and y'all come across that jump bow With like they going to feel it they going to feel it they yeah. going to feel it. And if you can avoid hits by being quick and smart and like you know yeah, you can't avoid hits, you're going to get hit at some point. that's how the yeah, play yeah. ends. Yeah. It's either <laughs> you're going to get hit by the other team or your teammates going to be an idiot and hit you on accident. Hey, oh man. <laughs> but my idea well, is that you know in theory, if you were fast enough to avoid... Should we mean if I was? I don't know. What am I saying? I don't know. I'm All right, just so dreaming. You, pl- you played in Australia, right? You came to the United States. You dominated. Got a chip. Started a business with your friend, right? Now, the question is, would you ever come out of retirement? Well, there is the talks, inside scoop. Yeah, the inside scoop. There are talks about a LFL Europe League opening up at the end of 2020. Mm. Um, it's going to be like an exhibition season, so it's only going to be two games, one away, one at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're thinking possibly if they want some veterans to go over there and help out in the league, that we might come out of retirement for that. So let me I ask. I mean, that also. Oh, sorry. No, go, 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 go. My bad. Go ahead. That also just depends on where we are with our business. Like right now, we're so busy and it's like really cool. So if we're in flow and we've got so much going on and like, you know, life kind of takes over, we've got like this filming thing that we're doing, then that won't be an option. But like we like to have that in our back pocket because the idea of never playing football again is really sad. Yeah, so just having that maybe we can go play in Europe <laughs> next year, you know, just keeps me going. The question is also, will you keep the same number? If you decided to come back and play, you gotta bring it out the rafters. Or would you change numbers? I mean, do y'all know obviously the story of reason why NBA players change their numbers? Yeah. No. No. You don't know. Mm-mm. One, it's in your this it's rebranding who you are. Okay. Number two, it's a, a, you're you're renegotiating your contract with whatever company who makes the material for. Nike. So, for example, it would be Nike. Mm-hmm. You know, like like. Uh, the last big person that had a big change that a lot of people talked about was LeBron. LeBron. And he can't change his number because he missed the deadline to do so with Nike. So as a result, he has to wait till next year. He has to wait till next season to do so. Which is why Anthony Davis cannot wear 23. The other one was uh, Paul George when he was Mm -hmm. uh, 13. Then he went to 20. No, he went to 24, then 13. Yeah. uh, Indiana. Yeah. 
So we'll, would you change your number? Or is it lucky? Um, well, different in the LFL. Like our uniforms aren't sponsored by, you know, like a big sporting brand or anything like that. And, you know, like I won a championship with 15 and I feel like that's, that's good juju going into if I do play again. So I'm probably going to stick with it. And especially veterans coming in, you know, we do get a say in what numbers because that's the rule. Like vets get to pick numbers, rookies last. So, mm. yeah, I'm... As it, should be. As it should be, but but y'all y'all are not rookies. That's what I'm because veterans get. To oh, so first. you're talking. I, yeah. I think you're talking about like other vets like walking in like whoa 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 whoa. I got a championship. Like calm down. Yeah, calm so like, veterans get priority. Okay, so here here's an, uh, another question. Um, why Thailand? Why 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 did y'all pick Thailand? Um, I was born here in Thailand, and I have a lot of family here. Um, my family have a condo in Bangkok. So it was my birthday a week and a half ago, and I wanted to come here and spend it with family because the last four years, my birthday has always been during playoff time in the States. So uh, I haven't really gotten to celebrate it because we're always focused you know, on playoffs and all that kind of stuff. So just being able to spend it with family again is really nice. Happy belated birthday. Yeah. Happy, yeah, birthday. happy birthday. Woo! Bangkok, man. Yeah, I haven't yeah. been in Thailand. Can you help my mom sell her condo that's in Thailand? <laughs> <laughs> we need to get rid of one more condo. Fuck it is in Thailand. Phuket. Right? Phuket. You're so American. Wow. Censors. <laughs> For the listeners out there, that was not a cuss word. It it's not, phonetically it was a said. Terrible was attempt like, at right. She was so Phuket. casual with it. That's um where the big that big rock where they take the pictures and in the water. Or, or is that where you guys are right now? You know where I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, south. Um, we're not as south as that, so we're kind of mm, uh, like a third of the way down mm-hmm. south of Thailand. Yeah. Okay. So that sounds like a long stretch of beach. Like you guys have a lot. Yeah. It's total coastland, obviously. It's like... Um, yeah. Yeah, the Gulf of Thailand is the main kind of big... Island? Gulf. Yeah, yeah. So that's what all the beaches along are the Gulf of Thailand. So there's so many along there and all the islands as well. Like you've probably heard of Koh Samui, Koh Samet, mm-hmm. Koh Chung, like all the, the different Samet. islands. Yep. Quincy, are you born, uh, where are you originally from? Born and raised? Uh, born in New Zealand. Oh, oh, nice. Are you familiar with the show Wentworth? Yes. No. It's on oh, Netflix. It's a show about a women's prison in New Zealand. My sister watches that show. Oh, it's, like, it's like, it's like, it's like. It's like yeah, Orange is the like New Orange Black. It's like Orange is the New Black in New Zealand. But it's like, but like uh, the Fox and I were watching it. She got me watching it on Netflix, and it was really good. I think you should Wentworth. check it out. Okay. That's cool. We definitely will, because we have this very big fascination with prisons, actually. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's right up your alley. But you- it's basically Orange <laughs> is the New Black from New Zealand. Okay, yeah, yeah we're going to have to check that out. That's so funny. Yeah, I grew up there and I left New Zealand when I was 19. Um, my mom is Australian, my dad's a Kiwi, and then I lived in That's Australia so for 10 years, which is where I call home now, and then I've been in the States for what, the last four years. Yeah. Do you like awesome. the States? Yeah, love, love the States. We're actually going to be back in October because we have so many athletes going through our education and our systems right now, and a majority of them are Americans, and we're going to be on the ground helping them get set up, do loads of media podcasts, mm-hmm. like get their brands nice. launched. Um, we're going to be tra- traveling around the States, speaking at quite a few things. So we're going to be in L.A., Arizona, uh, Texas, yeah, Houston, Chicago, and Florida. So if you, any of you, anyone in those areas, come say hi. <laughs> hey, there, there's some basketball players in D.C. that need help 
Yes. <laughs> right now, there's a, there's a with huge their, with their brand of, yeah. of basketball talent. Amateur, pro, all <laughs> collegiate yes. in the DMV area. We are yes, a hotbed of sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? That's That have done international. Um, you know, they played internationally. Even if they didn't go to the NBA, they played in China. My cousin just signed a deal. Italy. Jeremy Lin. Venezuela. Mm-hmm. He's not my cousin. No. I'm just joking. <laughs> He's not my cousin. So I just <laughs> so this is a good plug to see how business booms. Yeah. Where where can where can people find you right now? Besides Instagram, like if you want to do your plug, you can shout out all your outlets. And so for the listeners out there, if they're interested about your company or if they just want to follow you um, to help build your social media presence on there, how can they find you? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So the best way for like to reach us is through our athletes for athletes official, official Instagram page, um, and then obviously you can connect with us. My Instagram is Quincy Hewitt, and Jane's is Jane Caldwell Co. So like we do most of our stuff through Instagram. We do have Facebook, which is Athletes for Athletes. Otherwise, if people want to send us an email, we have an Athletes for Athletes official at gmail.com. Awesome. Really quick, uh, what is your stance on equal pay? So I don't know if you guys are familiar with the uh, 2019 USA Women's World Cup champions. Are you familiar? I'm just asking. They're chip holders. I mean, I'm just saying. So I just wanted to know how you guys feel about the equal pay debate, because I believe that women should be paid more, if not, you know. So I just wanted to know, what is your stance on that? Why not just equally yeah, as an unpaid athlete, I definitely, like, I'm all for that. I want female athletes to be getting paid a lot more than what they do. Like, the mm-hmm. highest paid WNBA player isn't even getting paid the same amount as the lowest paid NBA player, and I think that's ridiculous. Um, and I'm all for equal pay, especially if you're getting as much exposure in TV time, like the Women's World Cup is, as the men are. So right. they should be getting equal yeah. You know, like, as many people are watching them as, you know... Um, yeah, so it's not like it's like, oh, you know, no one's watching their games or whatever. Like, that that was, like, high viewership. Like, they should be making the same kind of money. And I think across the board with anything, like, females, if you're putting in the hard yards and you're doing the same work and you're showing up, then why would you be paid less? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, the world has changed. We're not living... Um, in the dark ages and like women can do anything now yeah Mm -hmm. about the online space there's no um, differentiation between males and females like it's a level playing field I agree with that I think y'all should take your company and become like the ambassadors for all women's sports internationally because I do feel like (laughs) I I do agree because like with the equity of it they should get paid especially on a national international level right should get paid more the other argument that goes with it is okay well how much you know fan base are they bringing in but i do feel like you know realistically like sister coming in this kind of situation like brother coming like the nfl should help promote that like other players Mm -hmm. should always be supporting other players i mean that's how you grow that's like how business like a lot of people don't realize Um, back in the day. Well, actually, they still do it. Other business competition, it looks like they're in competition, but they're not. They're actually investing in each exactly. other. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. you know, that saying, that's how the rich stay rich, you know? So, like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. athletes do need to support each other a little bit more, um, especially, you know, cross-platforming on in completely different sports internationally, especially because now, like, for one big thing is that the N- uh, NBA, well, not the NBA, but they're going to have a professional basketball league in Africa now, yes. which is pretty big. I mean... Wow. Just between who? LeBron, Harden, Russell Westbrook. They could buy an NBA team. Load it. 
They could just buy an NBA team. They can buy two leagues if they wanted to. Yeah, so Form I mean, two like the, the 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 ridiculousness is the disparity in the difference. Like you have men making three hundred million dollars, and you know what I'm saying and and that women like, in the, that's ridiculous. That's yeah. ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? It's like, stupid. but I mean, NBA. you know, say that one more time. Say that one more time. You're getting a WNBA player. Who's you know putting in as much time and effort? She's getting paid thirty thousand a season. Right. You know, like that's, that's ridiculous. Thirty thousand. That's crazy. There's your some, man's dog, your yeah. man your man's making three hundred million. That's stupid. That's like you're making like thirty grand a month, dog. Thirty grand. A, I, I can't even do like that's like no. It's way. That's no. Way, but I'm saying like yeah. thirty. It's, th- like, it's like. like Thirty grand a second. It's no. ridiculous. Oh, now, that, that's like Maybe. Bill Gates status. Yeah, it's a lot of money. You never have to wear the same underwear. Nah, he doesn't have to leave the house. He could just be like, ah, oh, yeah. Just who wears underwear? <laughs> yeah, right. Who wears underwear? What are you talking about? Sorry, guys. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Where did that come from? My oh, clothes man. have built-in underwear when I'm that rich, you know. So we we tear did, away pants. We, we we did your plug. So first, we want to say thank you. Really appreciate y'all coming on the show, taking the time out from beautiful Thailand, and we're stuck in Maryland. Maryland's still nice though, but it's great. <laughs> uh, but if you're ever in the DC area, please hit us up. It would be awesome if y'all want to actually come live on the yeah. show. Yeah, yes, um, that'd be cool. Have y'all ever been to DC? No, no we haven't. haven't. So oh, wait, yeah. wait till the orange guy leaves. Coming through, yeah, we can definitely do that. We'd love that, and we appreciate you guys taking the time to chat with us. Like it's been really cool. Yeah, we really appreciate. Awesome, it. thank yeah. you, thank it's you been so great much. Conversation. Yeah. Like you said, wait till wait till the orange guy leaves. Wait till Trump. Yeah, it'll leaves. be much yeah. better. <laughs> Seriously, a lot more, a lot less tension. Yeah, but it is the nation's <laughs> capital, so we still have a good time out here. Yeah, we have a good free time. Free museums. Yep, free museums. That's true. Mumbo sauce. Yep. Mumbo sauce. Yeah. Yep. Our zoo is free. Our zoo. Yep. Our animals are sad. Mumbo- but. The African American history. Oh, it scene. goes on. It goes so a mumbo sauce is only. Huh? Mumbo sauce is. You wanna go right now? Is like barbecue, ketchup, sweet and sour. You wanna go lie down? Some vinegar. Wait, let me. Do y'all hey. eat chicken wings? We love chicken wings. That was a dumb question, wings. right? <laughs> so in our area, DC, there's two. There's two types of wings that that's known in this area. One is called Cluck U's, um, in in Greenbelt, uh, Maryland by University of Maryland, the college. And the other one is the Chinese restaurants in like the hood that has like the fried rice. Ho Chi. <laughs> Howard <laughs> China. <laughs> right? And so we're, we're known for a sauce called mumbo sauce. So like the rapper Wale will talk about it in his music. Um, Snoop Dogg has given a shout out to mumbo sauce. And there's a lot of, lot of biters out there that think that, that mumbo sauce came from Chicago or whatever, but it's always been from the Chinese restaurants. Yeah. So, and actually, you can buy them at grocery stores now. I mean, it's still good, but it's not like it's not the same. It's not the same as the hood. Yeah, they have right? capital. Oh, well, well that, I, I mean, won't even. Ca- we're in the capital city of the nation. It's like getting I don't the, fa- say the It's name, like so. if, if you were from another country <laughs> and you were to up. come to America and you said, "Let me get a really good burger," mm-hmm. and someone took you to like McDonald's, you're like, "Eh, like really?" Nah. Yeah. Are we wag. still Chocolate City? No. No. We're just DC. We're just. We're like, just DC. We're Cafe Ole. Yeah. Or a vanilla macchiato, maybe. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Cafe con leche. All right. So, real so quick. What's the places that we like a must see? Like, what are we going to do? We're going to check All out right, the so monuments. Go to the National Mall. Like, On, yeah. Check On, out the monuments. Honestly, the museum, the architecture here is really dope. Yes. There's a lot of history in it, yeah. um, especially if you're into like conspiracy stuff. 
Um, but all of our museum is the Smithsonian, so like the movie uh, Night at the Museum. Right, was um, shot there. Transformers 2 was filmed there, so we have a lot of big uh, stuff out here. Maryland is really known for our seafood, for our crab, our blue crab, yeah, which is really good. Our crab cakes are... Mm-hmm. You want to check out the harbors down here and the yep. wharf. They the recently wharf. built yep. up the wharf, so it's beautiful. They have restaurants. wonderful restaurants. Whiskey Charlie, Officina. Um, they have a uh, lot. Com- <laughs> they have a lot of comedy shows out there. Yeah. They have a lot of. Uh, we have all the sports teams, yes. all the major sports. Oh yeah, we so do have sports baseball, teams, which is rare hockey. to find. Man, the Stanley Cup, like that was one of the probably the best. Yes. That was the best. We recently won year. the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was two uh, years what are the I know the Wizards right yep yeah. the Washington Wizards that's NBA <coughs> they need help the from Mystics. y'all right now <coughs> we have they the Mystics salvation. that's the WNBA best team in the uh-huh. WNBA by the way yes are they really cool. yeah they clinched the number one seed the Redskins we've got the Ravens that's football that Baltimore Ravens Washington Redskins um, Washington Capitals the, the Capitals yep and the Nationals, and the Nationals are baseball United. Capitals are hockey yeah. Soccer is um, DC United. Yeah, DC United. And they're pretty well known too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, when y'all are ready or if you just want to reach out to people in this area, just let us know. We'll, Michael we'll, Phelps we'll was you. from Maryland. Yep, but Baltimore. Baltimore. Actually, you know what? Our area produces probably Katie Ledecky. The top, Bethesda. let's say, 5%, 10% of the best, best athletes in the NBA. Kevin Durant. Oh, wow. Kevin oh yeah, Kevin Durant from, from here, mm-hmm. from Rockville, Maryland, which is like literally ten minutes from here. Yep. Most o- of us Oladipo, know him. Oladipo. Victor Oladipo. He went to Dematha. Yep. You have uh, who else went here? Carmelo Jeff, Anthony. Carmelo Anthony's from mm-hmm. Baltimore. Alan you have Jeff Iverson. Green from PG. A lot of University Wink. of Maryland football players. Stevie Francis. Stevie Francis yeah, is from Francis. Silver went Spring. Went to my high school. Went to Silver Spring. Uh, Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy Bogues yeah, from Baltimore. from DC. No, he's from Baltimore. He's from Baltimore. Yeah, there's a lot of athletes who come out of here. So Adrian Dentley. Adrian Danley, Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buck Will- no, Buck Williams lives here now. Mm-hmm. Walt Williams. Um, who? Walt Williams. Walt Disney? <laughs> <laughs> Funny. <laughs> University of Maryland. Uh, it's like, Him uh, and Tony Massenburg. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Massenburg. Hey, I want to give a shout out to my homeboy that's out in China right now, Starbury, Stefan Marbury. What's up, man? So he's doing it big out there internationally. He was smart. He left America to build his brand and his wealth. And um, the time that I did speak with him, I, I like he follows our show and he'll go on like our live feed sometimes. Um, but he said moving to China was probably the smartest move he ever made for his family and also to enculturate his kids. His kids are trilingual yeah. now, which is pretty amazing. That, that is really, really cool. cool. So what are the three languages? English, Chinese? English, and- Chinese, and Spanish. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in America, they're like, oh, you got to speak Spanish, you got to yeah, speak Spanish, you know? That's true. So yeah. when we went to Florida, everyone used to think that we were Hispanic. They always ask us, you know, oh, we're like, oh, no, I spend <laughs> Yeah, right. That's me. <laughs> yep. That was me yesterday. That was them. <laughs> yeah, that's us every it day. It happens, yeah. All right. So this is coming to the end of our show. So you already did your plug. So each of you actually get 30 seconds of the microphone completely to yourself. You can say whatever you like. You can promote yourself. Say something positive for the listeners out there. And whoever wants to go first, if you want to rock, paper, scissor, go for it. Whatever you need to do. Oh, actually, yeah, I, actually, can, we, can we see that? Can rock, paper, rock scissors. paper, scissor. <laughs> oh, two out of three. Two out of three. Two, two out, out of three. three. We do scissors, paper, rock. But I know you guys do a little bit different. Paper, scissors, rock. We do rock, rock, paper, scissor. And then the last one, shoot. you shoot it. We do yeah. shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. 
Um, I say rock, paper, scissors. Scissors, paper, rock. That's how we do it. Isn't there a Thai version of that? Um, if there is, I don't know what it is. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. But maybe. probably. All right. So. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. So if you're listening, it is Quincy. And I just want to let you know if you are an athlete or an ex-athlete and you need help, like we would love to hear your story. And we are really interested in just getting to know you and seeing how we can help you out. Mm-hmm. And my name is Jane and I just wanted to let you guys know, like we didn't talk about this, but we just recently filmed um, a docuseries, like survival reality series out in the outback of Australia. It's called Q&J Take on the Outback with the Australian Cowboy. And, um, you know, we have high hopes for it soon. It should be coming out because we have a lot of big producers interested in the project. But yeah, it's really cool. It's like a funny, lighthearted survival series of us surviving in the outback of Australia. And I think you guys would love it over there in the States. So beats like stay tuned for that also awesome nice what platforms is that coming out on um well in the process of um it's an edit now. yeah it's an edit okay. right now and like it's coming out on australian platforms but you know we really want to get it on netflix so hopefully you know hey. we can get the <laughs> they're gonna need yeah. it nice. with the disney hulu merger they're gonna need to shop so, yeah they're gonna need content you guys have a great mm-hmm. shot yeah, yeah. Nice. So reach out to us if you're anyone in the yeah, industry. In any of those industries. <laughs> we will talk after the show. And we'll be on the lookout for, <laughs> for that. Show. I'm, I'm interested. We'll do that for show. Mm-hmm. Y'all got a plug? Uh, yeah, for our domestic listeners, uh, register to vote. Yes. You know, really important. Um, we need to have our, um, what do we call it? Better people. Democratic literacy, I would say the, the yes, proper that word. Be, the yes. proper word is, um, you know, just get out and get in, get out and vote. You know, they give out pamphlets. They tell you what each candidate stands for. You get a voting book. They tell you kind of, you know, what the voting guy's gonna look like. So just make sure you're registered to vote. Make sure everything is squared away so that when you get in line, um, you know, you don't got nothing to worry about. Right. I got nothing for y'all other than just follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Grand underscore Booba. You don't saying nothing on Twitter. I be oh, on I say Twitter. A lot. Can, can, a we, lot. can we start brand management on him for his social media? I identity? say a lot. You don't be saying nothing. I'm I, on Twitter. You don't be saying nothing. Do you even follow me on Twitter? No, do you follow me? Uh oh. Okay. No, well, there there lies a problem. No, you don't be tweeting. You don't be tweeting. Yeah, yeah, one of we're about to, we're about to hire y'all to fix this. <laughs> Whatever is going to fix all of us. Can you fix Cotton Man, please? Oh, Whoa, man. I don't need no fixing. <laughs> sure. I take fixins on my pizza, but sure. Okay. Uh, it's just the Fox here. <laughs> Always good to be here. A great okay. interview. Love getting to chat with professional women that are doing it big. Really um, beautiful ladies that are articulate and and just doing a great service. And we appreciate your expertise. I appreciate just having a great conversation with you. Um, you can find me on Twitter at this. Oh, no. At Calm Violets. You can find me on Instagram at this silver fox. So once again, thank you, Jane and Quincy, for being on our show. Make sure the listeners out there check them out on Instagram for Athletes for Athletes. Also, check out other episodes from the Fresh Delivery Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Make sure you follow us on the gram at the Fresh Delivery Show and on Facebook. If there's something you like, hit that heart button. I am the Shaolin Fantastic, and we are out. Peace, y'all. Good night. Peace. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. One last question. You ready? You have to. Please. Especially because you're Thai. All right, you ready? On your hamburger. Yeah. Real bacon or turkey bacon? Pick one. 
no bacon. Oh, hot take. And that's the end of the show, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Have a good night. Have a good night. That was awesome. That was awesome. Hey, everybody. Thank you for checking out the Fresh Delivery Show. You can check out our other episodes on the Anchor app. You can also find us on iTunes and the Google Play Music Store. Go tell your mom. Go tell your dad, your mailman, your dog, anyone. Check us out now. Go! Go!